Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everyone, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life and my today's guest is a, are you a vet? I'm not, I'm a DC and a CCRP. Okay, so tell us what the difference is before I introduce you Um, and so that we know because that's what we're like how does this work? Because I know you started in the human side of things and went over to the animal things. But first, tell me what that means. Sure. So um, I've been in practice for almost 20 years. Um, I certified as, well, I qualified as a human chiropractor uh, in South Africa. And then I came across to the States and I studied to do animal chiropractic. And then I went on and did the CCRP course, which is a certified canine rehabilitation um, practitioner course through the University of Tennessee. Awesome. Very cool. So who I have with me is Dr. Michelle Broadhurst. And she told you what all of her fancy initials meant after her name. But I love that you went from the human to over to the animals, which, you know, I don't know if what happened to me is when I studied cannabis medicine, and I realized that the animals could benefit even more than we could. That's and I love animals prefer them over humans. That's why I jumped (laughs) over to that. Was it kind of the same type of thing with you? What made you go, A, I want to get into learning all about uh, chiropractic to, oh, I want to do animals. I think for me, it was, um, I've always been an animal lover all my life. And to be honest, in South Africa, we didn't really have any exposure to animal chiropractic until a friend of mine said to me, you know what, you should really go and do this. And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. So my history on the human side is that I'm a chiropractic sports physician and an acupuncturist as well as being a chiropractor. So I already had a really multidisciplinary practice, which incorporated a lot of functional and structural medicine. So I was like, wow, that could be amazing if we could bring this to the animal world because there just wasn't a lot available back. Oh, I'm aging myself, but back in the early 2000s. Um, So I was like, that's amazing. So I took the leap and I came across to the US and I I studied animal chiropractic and I just loved it so much. And I started my practice. Well, I incorporated it into my practice in South Africa and I had this really big small and large animal practice where I specialized in um, racehorses and thoroughbreds so on the stud side as well as on the performance side and then obviously it evolved into everything and then the dogs were just such a pleasure so my practice was just wonderful we would have dogs coming in the one door people going out the other door it was just um, because my husband's a chiropractor and an acupuncturist too so we had this amazing energy and really diverse clinic and What's always just been amazing to me about it, as you've seen in the cannabis world, and we just had, we were so blessed in South Africa where we were incorporating that into our practice by using other specialists at the time. And we saw amazing results um, because animals don't have placebo. So you can't tell an animal that they're doing better. They either do better or they don't. So they're very honest. So when you're in that position, you know whether your treatment is effective or not. And 
so the chiropractic started and then I was like this, you know, functional and structural medicine in the human world really works. Let's look at it on the animal side. And that's when I went into the really functional medicine side of incorporating um, needles and laser and modalities and rehab um, along with the chiropractic side. And it's just been amazing. Oh, I love it because I'm sure once you understand how the systems work, and what's going on, it makes you just lead to one to another. And of course, you know, I'm the, the pet cannabis expert and I know it's gonna work well with acupuncture and chiropractic. I just know it because it's going to uh, open things up. It's gonna relax, it relieves uh, inflammation. So I just know it's going to open up the signals and the communication between the brain and down the spinal cord. So I think they fit so well together, I love it. Um, when you, what are like some of the common things? Cause to me, when you can, I can spot a dog and look at like all my dogs, I know need adjustments right now. They're way past their adjustments <laughs> because of the pandemic. Um, cause we have, I have a shop also. So we have acupuncture and chiropractors come into our shop like once a month and people come and see them because it is hard to find yeah. people. And you're in Colorado. Um, but where I'm in Florida and there's, I have a choice between two or three true chiropractors and acupuncturists. And I say that because I, there is a vet, my old vet used to be, it says she practices East West, but she really hasn't practiced East in a long time. And there was a big difference between going to her and going to someone like you, who this is what they specialize in. Right. Um, so a lot of people go to our vets and they don't offer this. This is something we have to ask for and get a referral and find out, or we Google, what is the best way? What should we do? So if we're every, looking for someone like you. So every state is different. Um, I would say if you're looking from a chiropractic perspective, the International Veterinary Chiropractic Association, the IPA, um, .de is a great website, as is the American Veterinary uh, ABCA, American Veterinary Chiropractic Association. Uh, I think it's abca.com if I'm not mistaken. But those are great, great sites so that you know the person who's going to be touching your animals educated. Um, it's, a, it's not an easy exam. It's not an easy certification. So you know that the hands that are getting on that animal have had some training. Because um, that's the biggest problem is that animals are not people dressed up in furry costumes. And on the flip side, it's, it is a skill set. So if, you know, nobody, people look at what we do and they go, wow, that looks really easy. And it always, a friend of mine's an anesthesiologist and I say she's got the best job in the world because she just watches people sleep for a living. And she goes, yes, until something goes wrong. And that's a really good point. So you really want to make sure that the animal that you're is, you know, the person that is getting their hands on your animal is equipped as much as they possibly can be. Um, and uh, so those two sites are really great to look at. So, um, and you know, reviews and things like that are helpful. Um, a lot of people don't really worry about creating a, a review process. Um, be a jack of all trades and be good at everything. Right. So I think one of the things that's really important- Stay in is, your lane is what I'm always yelling. Stay and, in your lane. Yes. You are the expert in that. And that's why I'm going to go to you because you spend all your time learning about that. And there's going, it's not like you learn and you stop. You're no. always learning because there's always going to be advances and discoveries and research that are going to continue. Let us 
we learn and then we do our jobs better and better. But yeah, I'm constantly saying, stay in your lane. And in my industry, the cannabis industry, I'm yelling that from the rooftops because everybody thinks they're going to come up with a CBD tincture now or white label something. And I'm like, no, you make shampoo. Why are you making a CBD tincture? You know, so it's crazy. And that's absolutely true. And if I can add to that is um, find your tribe. And that is the most important thing is, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm very um, secure in what I know. I know, I know what I don't know, which I think is more important. And there are amazing practitioners out there that do what I don't do. And that is the biggest thing in the industry right now is I think if people could understand that there's no, there's not a problem saying this is not in your lane. Right. And but it, because it's in somebody else's. So create the tribe around you that you can work with well and integratively. We are, you know, no man is an island. And that's the most important thing. I'm really good at chiropractic um, and rehabilitation. And I teach um, myofascial pain. That's my jam. Um, what I know about veterinary cannabis and CBD, I've been very fortunate that you know, in South Africa, it was a little bit like the Wild West. So we had a lot of integration. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it was wonderful because I got taught by these people who had been doing this and that was all they did. And the same with the acupuncture, you know, in the animal world, I have amazing acupuncturists that I send to. And if we all work together, our patients get better and the clients are happy. And isn't that really what we're trying to do? Yep. Fortunately, though, there's a lot of um, insecurity about saying that's not in my lane. And we shouldn't feel like that because there are people like yourself who this is your jam. This is, this is your lane. You own the lane. It's awesome. You know, and there are other people in your lane that are wonderful too, but that's not everyone's lane. So why would we try to do that and get a half, a half, asked response and you know I it kills me because I I'm a huge believer of CBD and cannabis in in veterinary um I in South Africa it was wonderful we had a a lady who had about 100 plants that she was growing and people would take their dogs there and they would self-select oh I wish it was amazing it was amazing I wish I could do that and then she would create medicine for them with that. And then they would come back two or three weeks later and check that they were still in the same place. And so often the dogs would change because they need yep. another cannabinoid or another, right. you know, um, it, it was just amazing to watch. And so That's that like was my very new cool. goal now in life to have. Oh, actually, it's amazing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> because what dogs are so good at self-selecting, you know, and, and that's the thing It's is that cannabis is, is a, uh, especially with the endocannabinoid system, it's something that's evolving all the time. And then they need something else, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I find fascinating in that world. But a lot of people will say to me, oh, I tried CBD. It didn't work. And I'll go, did you shake the bottle? <laughs> and they were like, why? I was like, uh, there are different densities. Oh, I never even thought about that. I was like, right. okay, well, then you need not in the right company. Whoever's selling you this needs to educate you better because education is power. Yeah, um, it absolutely. And we need to know that we need to remember that chiropractic, acupuncture, cannabis medicine, full spectrum hemp extract, all these things we wouldn't know about. We know that they work. 
So we know there's going to be bad players in it. And, there, and we have to do our research and we have to figure out who are the good ones and who are the bad ones. Yeah. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about, we got to take a short break. We're going to talk about how do we know whether our um, animal needs an adjustment or needs someone like you. And, um, and then if they're not in Colorado, how the heck do they find somebody? Oh, you did tell us that we could go to these organizations. Um, but then I want to talk about what your specialty is also. So when we come back, we're going to find out how do you know whether your animal is a good candidate for these types of treatments. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we are back with Dr. Michelle Broadhurst, and we are talking about um, chiropractic and acupuncture. And um, I can look at a dog and go, okay. I can look at my little old man dog and go, yep, he needs an adjustment. I can see that he's holding this leg a little stiff. And, you know, Nina, I have a, a Doberman with osteosarcoma. So all the weight is shifted onto the other side. So I can definitely see how crooked she is. But what are some signs that they're a good candidate and that would really help? So starting at the beginning, one of the, the biggest things we need to realize is that there's a pain response. And we don't always acknowledge that pain response. So not to geek you all out a little bit, but um, no, we the, love same, the, geek. <laughs> the same area of the brain, which is called the anterior cingulate cortex, that um, computes basically the painful information that comes to the brain is also the one that actually changes in the emotions in an animal. So we've seen this in human studies with fibromyalgia is that the same area lights up on um, contrast MRI and CT scans and all of these things with pain as it does with the center that actually controls how the um, people feel about things. So one of the first signs I would say is watch for a change in behavior. And that's a very subtle sign, but you know your dogs better than any vet would ever know them, any person would ever know them. So, you know, seeing a change in personality is a very, very big one. They don't want to climb the stairs anymore. They're hesitant jumping onto the couch if that's what they've always done. Um, gross things that you're looking for is obviously limping, um, holding themselves in a different position. Their tail goes off to one side. Their neck might be a little bit skew. Um, they whimper or they cry when they do something. Um, stopping is a big one too. Like you're taking your dog for a walk and he stops and sits down for a little bit. Um, all of those sorts of things, lick granulomas are very, um, very common. So we start seeing self-mutilation because it's a little bit like a bad Steven Seagal movie where he's been shot in the leg, but he's got to go save the day. So he like stabs himself in the arm. Dogs do that instinctively because they can only um, 
really deal with one pain at a time. So they actually create an acute pain response to a chronic pain so that they're not feeling the chronic pain. They're going to feel that acute pain. So with lick granulomas, post-surgical, really important. Um, so I want, I want to make sure our audience understands what um, the lick whatever is called. But on dogs, you know, this is, it's also a way of them releasing anxiety. So um, OD, and endorphins. Right. So it's oh, great. And so they will lick um, their paw until they create a wound and um, they will, will not stop. And what's interesting is that behaviorally is that even when you do take care of the problem, sometimes you have to stop the bad habit still. So when I get dogs that are super, super itchy and have allergies like crazy, and then they get a CBD and everything seems to relax, but sometimes they still go to lick that paw. Now it's a training issue and it's a bad habit we need to break. Um, and you can, I've done it. I'm not done. I have, I had, have had nine dogs at one time and it's possible. I promise. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that people knew what that meant because they're, they're, they've got to let out that anxiety somehow. They've got to, they've got to do something about it because they can't voice it to you. So we have to recognize when it's happening. 100%. And that's what animals, and that's why they're so beautiful to watch because they always want to be well. They don't become part of their problem. So if you have an osteoarthritic dog, all he wants to do is run and be good. Right. Um, and that's that's our blessing and our curse because when they do get better, they overdo it and then they get hurt again sometimes. Right. So, you know, that endorphin response as well as the um, endogenous opioid response is really important with the um, descending pain pathways. And that's what we're trying to do through functional and structural medicine is we're trying to dampen the pain response so that we get all these beautiful endogenous opioids, we get all of these um, changes going on so that the communication between the cells that are telling the, every, the body that it's got an enormous amount of pain becomes dampened and they have a much higher quality of life. So, Amen. so that, yeah. And that's why when people um, are confused, when we have had lots of Frenchies, where they have been lame and they've stopped using their back end and have taken one dose of a full spectrum hemp extract and gotten up and walked again. And one, the, the longest was four years. And how the hell is that possible? Am I a witch? How did that happen? And it's as simple as getting rid of inflammation and opening up that communication again. And that dog knew what to do. Now, of course, the dog needs to physical therapy, chiropractic, acupuncture to get everything working again. But that's literally what we did is that we just damp, got rid of some of that inflammation so that that communication. And I don't think people understand how we're connected like that. Absolutely. And the most important thing is, is retraining the brain. Like you were saying about the lick granuloma, you know, they be, it becomes habitual, um, always chasing that endorphin high, always chasing that serotonin high because it makes them feel better. So it becomes a learned response. And that's why I think integrative medicine in the veterinary world is becoming so much more important is you can't fix everything with a pill. But you can fix it with herbals, you can fix it with chiropractic, you can fix it with acupuncture, you can fix it with physical therapy. And very often it's a combination of everything together working innately. And when I use the word innately, it's the body's natural mechanism to be well. We're taking away restrictions, we're taking away blockages, we are putting back what we've lost 
and making it much better. It's almost like rebooting a computer. And then we need to learn, well, we need to teach the body how to connect the dots again. I love it. It's so true. And we have an entire system that's responsible for keeping us well. And if we can support that system and what it needs, then we're halfway there. Absolutely. And, you know, there are times where we do need um, conservative drugs, but having that helping hand at the same time that can support the system um, and allow it to do what it does naturally. I always laugh when when um, patients ask about CBD because I have um, a, a bull master patient that falls over on five milligrams, um, which is insane because he's like 150 pounds. Yeah. And there's a, I, there's a chihuahua, which is about seven pounds and she takes 28 milligrams twice a day. Yeah. And, you know, it's just what the body needs. What do, what, do we, what do we need to put back? And that's the important thing too, is knowing that there isn't one formula. And I love that because we should never be boxing anybody or anything because every every being is completely different so we have to treat them as such Mm -hmm. and i and i agree that's i have the same experience all the time um so i'm sure you get aggravated when when you see if it's 10 pounds take this much if it's 20 pounds take this much which i understand we've got to start somewhere for people but that's not how it works and i think people don't want to trust themselves and and go okay, I can figure this out. I got this, you know? Um, but it's true. Every animal's different and every animal's deficiencies are different. Everyone's yes. blockages are different. You know, everybody's um, kinks are different. So we can't, we can't just say, this is what you do, but these things will help. They'll all help. And we have to remember that our vets aren't taught about this. You know, they're not taught about this in school and they can't be taught about everything that's wrong. When we go to a human doctor and there's something wrong with their head, then they're going to send us to the, the, to the head specialist. Well, those don't always exist in, in the veterinary world. We can't expect them to know everything. So people like you are vital and so important. Um, I know we have to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about what you specialize in and what, um, what are some of the biggest success stories that you've had? Like, you know, when you first started, what was like the first thing where you went, holy, cause you know, it works, but then when you practice it and it does exactly what it's supposed to, I love that. So I'm sure you've got some great stories So we'll come back. We'll talk about this. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. 
All right, we are back with Dr. Michelle Broadhurst, and we are talking about the wonderful benefits of chiropractic medicine, acupuncture, natural medicines, these alternative um, treatments that help us so much and put our, put our bodies back into a position so where they can heal, where they are balanced, um, which is the whole purpose of the endocannabinoid system is to keep all of our other systems in balance. So you guys can see why I'm always bringing in people like you, Dr. Broadhurst, because they do go so well hand in hand, go well together, and there's no harm, all good. Nothing bad happens when it's always good so that you really have nothing to lose um, when you're doing this for your animals. I want to know what your first, you know, aha, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing to, you know, maybe, you know, your first amazing experience to like, what are some of the wonderful things that are happening now later in your career with benefits and how it's helping our animals? You know, it. I, I'm just, I'm smiling because I, I'm looking back on probably in about, oh gosh, the early 2000s, I had this little dachshund come into my practice and they the were two elderly owners and they were sitting in my reception area and they're both in tears because they had just come from the vet and they had literally stopped in my practice and they were like, you need to help me. They want to put my dog down. He's paralyzed. He's incontinent, urinary and fecally incontinent. And they say it's over and we don't have the eight to $10,000 to do the surgery. And I'm like, okay. And what surgery did, were they recommending? Um, a disectomy. So they take the disc out of the... Um, out of the spinal cord so that there's no pressure. So this dog had had an IVDD or has had an IVDD. And remember that most of these dogs do. This is, would you say the most common breed that gets IVDD? Yes. So Dachshunds definitely, we also see it sometimes in um, any dog that has got almost two or three vertebrae too long for their little legs. So the short-legged dogs are very, very prone to this because they're almost a little bit like a slinky where they have that little dipping point in the middle of their back where their thoracic spine meets their lumbar spine. So their mid-back meets their lower back. And that's the most prominent area for these discs. And um, unfortunately, what happens is that the disc material exudes, so it goes out of the disc itself and it sits on the spinal nerves and then it paralyzes the dogs and they, you know, nothing works in the hind end. And these poor patients, poor clients were just completely devastated and this little Dachshund's looking up at me and I'm like, okay, let's, let's go. So um, we adjusted the dog and we did some um, other clinical functional medicine with him and we crate rested him for and I was like okay we've got to crate rest him because we've got to get this body to heal and um, they came back twice a week which is a lot for me um, I don't normally do it in such quick succession but the body was really acute so we had to and by the third adjustment this dog was was no longer incontinent on, of any sort he had this great little Beyonce wobbly gait but he was on his feet and we had managed to get his superficial and deep pain as well as a portion of his conscious proprioception so that like he wasn't knuckling as much as he was before and within six weeks he was walking and he was back to normal awesome and we see this all the time yeah. and when I hear people say we put our dog down because he stopped walking I'm like oh my gosh 
And that's because our vets don't know better. This isn't what they were trained in. So there are alternatives. And like I said, we had a, a French bulldog who was lame for four years and he didn't believe me. We gave it to, gave him a bottle of it. And he was like, I'm just going to try it, gave it to him and then went upstairs and she was upstairs with him and he turned around and could not believe it. So it is getting rid of that inflammation, doing that adjustment. Um, okay. And tell me about your specialty. Myofascial? <laughs> well, yeah. So I've written a couple of books about myofascial pain in the canine patients as well as the equine, um, because I integrated those two worlds so much in my in my practice in South Africa. Is you know one of the things that we often do is we become very um, very focused on our on just one thing, um, like structural medicine. Um, and neurology and chiropractic. And we don't look at the functional element of things. And there's always that combination. Very seldom do you just have a structural issue or just a functional issue. So even if your dog has torn his cranial cruciate ligament in his knee, we now have a knock-on effect through the entire fascial and muscular system Mm -hmm. that needs to be treated because now he can't weight bear on that leg. He's going to be overloading the other leg and the contralateral forelimb and everything in between. So if we don't address those problems, that dog may get better with surgery, may get better with whatever it is that we're going to do, but they're never gonna be optimal because we're not treating the compensations. So I teach about myofascial pain. I teach about um, dry needling, um, which is an incredibly effective technique that not many people in the United States knows about. It's very quick, it's very efficient, and it, it really, the, the dogs just do amazing with it. So, um, you know, we need to marry those two things together so that we are really closing the circle, if I can say that, you know, and incorporating things like CBD cannabis in a lot of cases too, mm-hmm. you know, from a pain control. Mm-hmm. And um, like I say, not my area, but we have, we have wonderful people in that world. Me. There you go. <laughs> um, and, and that's exactly it. It's like we need to create the most optimal environment so that we don't have a recurrence of this issue and that we clear out those pathways correctly once and for all. Um, and of course, we're always compensating. You sleep wrong, your neck skew, you, you know, then your other shoulder starts to hurt, then your back goes out of whack. And, then, and you know, then we keep treating that one thing, but we need to actually see it as a whole and really concentrate on tre- treating truly holistically and when I say holistically I mean with a W not an H um, is really treating the body as a whole functioning system as opposed to little bitty parts that don't fit together right or taking care of this part and messing up this part in the meantime I don't understand how any of that works or why we would do that it's, it is what led me down this cannab- cannabis journey is when I was offered a pharmaceutical drug for my rheumatoid arthritis that causes lymphoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Let me go to this all natural, which exactly. doesn't cause cancer. It actually kills cancer. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tell our listeners where they can find your information, follow what you're doing. You said you had two books. Um, I'm sure we can go on Amazon. What are the name of the books? Where's What's your website? How do we follow you? So my website is www.drmichellebwith1l.com. 
And um, if you just type in Dr. Michelle Broadhurst, you'll be able, a, a whole bunch will come up on Google. And yes, the books are available on Amazon and they are called A Clinician's Guide to Myofascial Pain in the Canine Patient and A Clinician's Guide to, the, to Myofascial Pain in the Equine Patient. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We learned so much and we really appreciate your time and what you're doing for our animals. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.